Welcome to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. Today we've got an amazing message of hope and healing just for you. God's Word never returns to Him void, so let this message sink deep into your heart so that you can walk out your complete healing journey today. Hi guys! <laughs> I, uh, I got a little spooked after last week's technical difficulties, but we are here. Hi! Welcome to Healing Journeys Today. My name is Nikki Oshinsky-Weller. Um, I'm excited to be here to share what God put on my heart. So, um, this week... God is having me share on healing for the disappointed heart. And um, God, I have not, hope sounds, it's that word has been diluted, but I have hope for you to settle your heart in. Um, so that's what's for. So focus, Nikki, we're focusing. You know, I went to sit down and I try to sit down about 10 minutes before this goes on to make sure everything's working and then to sit and breathe and talk to the Lord because um, I hurried to get my kids fed and uh, get or lock the cats in the laundry room so they don't meow and put the puppy up and all that. And so I sat down and I was just like, Lord, thank you for what you're going to have me bring today and what you've put in my heart to share. And he said, open your Bible. And I said, okay. Um, I opened my Bible to Isaiah 61 and it says, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. For the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted and to pr proclaim that the captives will be released and prisoners will be free. He has sent me to tell those who mourn that the time of the Lord's favor has come. And with it, the day of God's anger against their enemies. To all who mourn in Israel, he will give a crown of beauty for ashes. A joyous blessing instead of mourning, festive praise instead of despair, in the righteousness, they will be like great oaks <clears throat> that the Lord has planted for his glory. That is what God told me. So that I am here to proclaim the good news to you today. In your disappointment, in your mourning, in your despair, in your um, depression, I'm here to proclaim the good news that's going to bring you peace into this next season and change your expectation in this next season. So um, I'm supposed to share this story, which seems little as I'm trying not to cry. Nikki, don't wear eyeliner. This is what we've learned. I don't learn. Um, uh, about two weeks ago, my family, we were happened to be all in the back of the house and uh, the lawn people were here to mow the lawn. Yay, God, we have lawn people. And they're mowing and I heard like, like that sound, like, and I'm like, what is that sound? And I thought maybe the cat got like locked in a closet and is like claws on a door. I couldn't figure it out. And finally, it was like so persistent. I walked into our bathroom and watched, you know, like rain glass, the glass that's made to look like rain so you can't see through it. I saw it sharding, splintering. And what I was hearing was micro fractures all through the window going, because it was tempered glass. Tempered glass meaning it's been treated to not, once it's shattered, it doesn't just fall to pieces. It stays all in one like a like a car um, windshield. And I'm like, oh my gosh, they threw a rock at the windshield accidentally and broke it. And so I'm like running outside to catch the lawn guys to like show them, hi, you just did this to my house. And I was like, oh my gravy. And um, 
I got it. We went and stood there and it was still fracturing and we're watching it and we're just watching it break and listening to it go ding, ding, ding. And they call their boss and insurance and all that stuff. And I got back in. I was like, well, that's fantastic news. Wow. And my husband said, God is so kind. And I said, yeah, but what are you referring to? And he said, he had us all in the very back of the house where we usually have a door closed to keep the animals out all together at the split second so we could hear what was going on so that it could be repaid and restored and we wouldn't have to pay for it. And I was like, there you go. Look what he did. Not, oh crap, my window just got broken. This really sucks. I'm mad. Another thing got stolen. Why did this happen to me? What? No, it was God, you are so kind to cover me. You knew that the destruction would come my way and the provision to cover it, to restore it back to what it was supposed to be is right there. Oh, well, I get to have this testimony of God had me in the back of my house at the exact moment to see what was going on and to call blessing and restoration when it needed to happen so that nothing really got stolen. That's going to happen in your life. I know this seems little and We've had way more than broken windows going on in our life, but the same God that covers my mm -hmm with my window is going to cover your mm -hmm and your much bigger things. So God told me this, and it's very important. He wants to know, do you expect his good still after the crap show? Sorry, I have forceful language when I'm not guarded. Um, but do you still expect good? Do you still expect to see God's favor after what's going on? God had me is having me map out because at times I've had to, he's had to display his character, his intention, and his plan to me for me to still get on board with, hey, you're still for me, as he's earned my trust over time. In Matthew 22, 31 through 32 in the Passion Translation, it says this, haven't you read what God said? I am the living God, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. God is not the God of the dead, but the God of the living. He has, this was uh, written referring back to when Moses went up the mountain and there was a burning bush that wasn't consumed. He said, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. At that point, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob had already passed away. And God was, like, was saying even back then, I'm not the God of the dead. They're not dead. They're with me in glory. By the way, I'm the God of the living. If you are mine, then I only have intention for life and provision for you. He is the God of the living. He, His vision for you, his plans for you, his provision for you, um, his path for you is only for that of someone in the land of the living. Some of you feel like you've been half dead in this past season. All the blows that the world has blown at us, all the dreams that have died, all the plans that have been canceled, all the jobs that have been lost, all the um, secure homes that you were in that have been lost, you feel half alive. And the enemy wants to say you're just a zombie waiting to get to heaven. But the truth is you are the one who serves the God of the living. You are made fully alive through Jesus and what he did on the cross. You are not half dead. You are fully alive. And God wants you to expect to see the God of the living in this next season. You were called to be here for such a time as this, fully alive and walking in the provision of the God of the living. That's the truth.
God said to my heart as I sat on the scripture, I am the God of the living. I have plans for life both here and in heaven. I carry no plans for death or destruction concerning you. A lot of you have heard this scripture, Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope in a future. Do you have hope of a future? Of him blessing you and not harming you? Of protecting your butt? Of covering you? Of turning what was stolen and having it repaid to you? Is that your hard expectation of him? What we look for, what we expect to see, we will see. If you go into a room that's covered and full of stuff and you expect it to see teddy bears, your brain will automatically go and look for the teddy bears that are in that room. Or if you walk into a room expecting to be rejected, but you're in a room full of people that are excited for you, you look for the one face that's not happy to see you there. So God wants your heart picture, your expectation to be of him because in this world you're always going to have the opportunity to see the fallen things and the broken things and the stolen things but if you look for the one who is the God of life who has provision for you you will find it those who seek me find me you will find it it's the truth uh, God also told me this that the enemy wants to confuse your perspective as to who God is and what he has for you in this season we're headed into, if you are not expecting and looking for God's goodness and faithfulness in your life, you will get your lunch eaten. That is the truth. You have been so beat down and the enemy wants you to expect more heartbreak and he wants you to expect more hardship, but that's not the heart expectation of God's kids. God is asking you to do what he says and to expect it to bring life. The one thing that he put on your heart to do, it might be, hey, today I want you to take a shower. Or, hey, I need you to start cooking more at home to help your budget. Or, hey, will you spend some time with me after work? Or, hey, will you curl up with the kids and read those bedtime stories and let this, the dishes go? Whatever that one next thing is, he's going to meet you there with life, with abundance. The victory is entirely wrapped up in our expectation. It's what we expect we look for, and what we look for we glorify. It magnifies and gets bigger in our eyes. You don't have to defend your heart going into this next season. You know, the enemy wants with all the blows that we've taken that we go forward ready to defend ourselves, ready to have to deflect the next news story, the next report, the next lack of good report. But we don't have to defend our own heart. We just have to continue to take it before the God who loves us, who has good plans for us and good things for us. Uh, Psalms 43, 2 through 5 says this. Listen real close. For you are God, my only safe haven. Why have you tossed me aside? Why must I wander around in grief, oppressed by my enemies? Send out your light and your truth. Let them guide me. Let them lead me to your holy mountain, to the place where you live, where I will go to the altar of God, to God, the source of all my joy. And I will praise you with my heart, O God, my God. Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God and I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. Verse 5 says it this way in the Passion Translation. Then I will say to my soul, 
don't be discouraged. Don't be disturbed, for I fully expect my Savior God to break through for me. Then I'll have plenty of reasons to praise Him all over again. Yes, living before His face is my saving grace. To live like this, I have said this over and over again. It's like when a new baby is born and the dad goes to the nursery and he's looking through the window watching them give their baby a bath. And he press, I mean, their face is as close to the glass as it could be to see that baby. That's how we have to be with the Lord in this next season, expecting to see beauty. I mean, my face is right here. Yes, no, go, don't go. What do you have? Lord, I'm expecting to see your goodness. The word of God, as we turn back to it, it's our, it's our tangible, I can hold it thing right now. It's going to show you what to expect. It's going to remind you of his character. It's going to remind you of the life that Jesus provided. It's going to remind you of the life and the living, vibrant person that you are. You are not a zombie. You are not a forgotten person. You are not the carrier of other people's burdens. You are one who hooks up to Jesus, fully alive, walking into what he's called you to do with peace and hope and an expectation of your God's goodness. That is who you are. God told me this, the enemy's strategy is to get you discouraged, not expecting the God of the living and not bringing your whole heart to him and letting the word bring truth and light and encouragement to your whole person. He wants to distract you with what has been or what could have been or what you hoped for instead of returning to the word and being reminded of what God has said about you and has done for you. Um, this is how we do that. In Psalms 23, in the Passion Translation, it says this. And I know I'm reading a lot of word, but it is alive and active. It is able to pierce all the way between the muscle and the marrow and our bones, between spirit. It is alive. And so listen to this. Psalms 23 in the Passion Translation says this. Just listen. The Lord is my best friend and my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His, his tracks take me to an oasis of peace and the quiet book, brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your paths take me through the valley of the deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me, and you lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away fear. I'll never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast, even when the enemies dare to fight. You anoint me with the fragrance of your Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of you until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterwards, when this life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence to be forever with you. 
this is our hope. This is our promise. And this is the fruit of every good thing I've seen in my life has come from this promise. Not, I can take it a little longer, or, oh, I'm fine, or, oh, I can deal with it, or, I, no, don't worry about me, or, this is just the way life is. No, no, no. We were born for such a time as this to walk with the one that leads us in the path of righteousness for his name's sake, the one who covers us, who goes before us and behind us and around us and in us. Go back to the word of God. Let it remind you of who you are. You know, I have uh, started a new practice for this season. Um, I listened to a podcast called That Sounds Fun by Annie F. Downs. Love her. She's adorable. And she has really awesome guests on there. She was talking about reading through the Gospels. Did you know the Gospels being the new force for, for the, the English? <laughs> First four books of the Bible are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And it shows Jesus' life from conception to death to resurrection. And if you read three chapters a day for 30 days, you will have read through all four books. Did you know that? I didn't know that. And so I've just been reading. I'm in, I'm almost done with Mark. I'm about to go into Luke. And it is a picture of the one who was promised to restore all that was broken. It is the picture of one who is steadfast in his love for us and his mission to restore us back to the Father. Um, I highly recommend you return to the Gospels. Let it show you who you are and who he is. Uh, it really makes the voice of the enemy that wants you feel discarded or not remembered, or like you're put on hold, like this year is just, let's just put it on hold and we'll start again in a few months. You see the ever moving, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Mandate of God to bless his people. So return to the written word of God, friends. Let it love on you. Let it show you the one who is love. I want to pray for you. I, I hope this, if it did anything, was one, love on you, speak some word over you so that it can do what it's supposed to do, but also make you thirsty to return to the word of God, to the one who chose you before you chose him. So let me pray for you. Lord, thank you for every heart watching now and in the future. Lord, thank you for their lists everything on their heart that's been so heavy and heartbroken and disappointing. I thank you that even your Holy Spirit causes them to remember the one more thing they need to write down on it, to hand the whole list to you, every part. Thank you that you're trustworthy with our hearts, that you want it all. I thank you that as they return to the word of God, they expect to see your goodness in the next season, they see themselves as the living, as the whole ones, as the children of the King. I thank you that heart expectations are changing now, that uh, we're like a shroud over you. You have felt half dead, that you are shaking it off as the word of God separates truth from lies. Um, I see people, you, ba you basically had like a whole, like picture a kid with a quilt over their head, like, ooh, I'm a ghost. You had a 
shroud over your head accepting that this was a season of death for you. It's not. The word of God is discerning truth from lies and you are shaking off that shroud. It's come in the form of de depression, despair, confusion in your minds. Um, that is not God. It is not God. And so if you feel it trying to come back, you rebuke it. I say, I rebuke you, Satan, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your truth. The truth that you love me, that I'm called according to your purposes, that you only have good for me. You have plans to prosper me and not to harm me. Plans for a hope and for a future. God loves you so much. You know, uh, this despair goes into our bones. It literally makes our bones ache. And so if you have had aching bones, it's coupled up with a heart that has a heart picture of despair, of not expecting good. But God's shaking that off now. And you're going to have songs where there used to be crying. You're going to have rejoicing where you used to just sit back and watch for the next dumb thing to happen. You're not going to expect cycles to repeat itself. And when they start to repeat, you go back to the new expectation of good. And the cycle is broken. That's what children of the king do. They, they send out things that change the culture of the nation they live in. You are a child of the king. And so wherever you are, you will send out the truth of what your father says. And it will change the culture. And the, the culture meaning the music, the art, the way people speak, the way people dress, the way they treat each other, the customs of how they greet each other, hello and goodbye, how they celebrate, how they mourn, that is changing into God's kingdom culture because of who is inside of you. That's why we're here right now. We're here to bring the culture of heaven to a world that's hurting and broken and in despair and not expecting to see someone who is light of heart full of strength, speaking life unto others, loving God and loving people. That's why we're here. So of course he would want us to not expect the one who is life ahead of us. Of course he would want to make us feel half dead or confused or foggy in our brains or have things in our body that take so much attention we don't have anything to give anybody else. Return back to the word. God will meet you there because he is the truth. He is the life that you need. Thank you for your time. I know this was a simple message, but it's for now. But I love you and I'm here for you and I'm happy to be in relationship with you. But even greater than that, God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the Trinity, the one we worship, the God of the living, he loves you. He's happy to be here. He's happy to be in relationship with you and he can do far more than for you than what you've longed for. So I love you. Thank you for this time. We hope you got some great nuggets of wisdom out of that teaching. Thank you for listening to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. And don't forget, you can find us live on Facebook and YouTube seven days a week. If you would like to donate, please go to www.healingjourneystoday.com. Isaiah 53.5 says, And by His stripes, we are healed. God bless you.